It is my esteemed pleasure to welcome our teacher this morning. Please stand and help me welcome Reverend Garrett Bova. Thanks, bro. I love you, man. Good morning, guys. Take a seat. So, um, God bless you guys listening in. Glad you joined us. You know, first weekend of the website, we're broadcasting worldwide. Uh, Dad, love you. Thanks for streaming in. My pops is in uh, Macedonia right now. So he's, uh, he's joining us live. So, yeah, we're going global. Yeah, we're going global. Amen. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, like Steve said, thanks for joining us. I mean, really, this is good. Um, if, if you're new here, welcome in, you guys. And uh, if you were here last week, you got a treat by listening to Dr. Steve Carter share the word with us. That was so good. What a great weekend that was. Um, so to kind of catch you up to speed as to where we're at with this ministry, and uh, a big theme that the leadership uh, feels extremely important on uh, is that, look, here in this house, let me back up. Here in this house, we follow Christ. Okay, that is our goal. Our endeavor is to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to walk like him, talk like him, live like him. And that is like outside these walls, right? As we've talked about before, it's real easy to put on your Jesus face in here. We want a life that looks like him, that replicates his actions, his love. And in following Christ, and that, that's what a disciple is. It's a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciplined learner and a follower of Christ. And so uh, the leadership team, we feel that there's really three aspects uh, this year that God wants us to hone in on. And that is to, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you, you would love God, okay? As a follower of Jesus Christ, you would love people. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, you would serve the world, Okay. You would serve people. So um, what, uh, what I'm going to be talking about, what I want to talk about uh, with you guys this morning is loving God. So for the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about those three things. Granted, uh, it's going to be the overarching theme that God has put on our heart to bring forth this year. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be kind of honing in on those things. So this morning, we're talking about loving God. And if I can be very honest, when God impressed on my heart that I was to talk about this today, I just kind of chuckled. I said, God, there's, I don't know how you're going to do that. I mean, I don't know how I can teach people to love you. Um, and subconsciously, my understanding of love was off. I mean, just my, my initial response to how am I going to teach people to love you? Like when I first started dating Danny, no one, no one had to teach me to love her. No one had to teach me to, to pursue her. Um, but again, like I said, my, my understanding of love was off in that moment. And you see, love is not a feeling. It can be, but love is a choice. And so I can't teach you how to feel, but I can teach you how to make a choice, okay? And so that's what I, I, I want to talk about this morning. You see, the type of love that we're talking about is, again, not based on feelings or emotions. The type of love we're talking about is this thing called agape love. It is unconditional love. It is selfless. It is a, a desire to will the best for another despite what it means for you, okay? So that's what Jesus said was the number one commandment, and that is to love God. So the, uh, this, this rich lawyer pops up, and he says, Jesus, he's like, what's, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
with all your mind and with all your strength. The word love here is the word agape in the Greek. There's a couple different words for love, but this is that unconditional selfless love. So I want us to understand that we're in a covenant with God. And I know this is probably something we don't think about all the time. But when you look at your Bibles and you see the Old Testament, New Testament, the word testament there is covenant. We're in a covenant with God. What does that mean? A covenant is an agreement. It's a contract. It's an association between two parties where there's benefits, there's responsibilities, and then there can be some penalties too. Just like in a marriage relationship, I would say that's probably, I mean, we don't really talk about, you know, being in covenant that much in our culture. I would say outside of when we talk about marriage. So the covenant of marriage, and we understand that, right? Two people come together, they pledge themselves as one before God, and they, 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 they make a choice, not just for that moment, but for the rest of their lives. They, they pledge themselves. So when I, when I officiate a wedding ceremony, you know, in, in, in some of the pledges, it's, it's, hey, look, we're doing this through thick or thin, sickness and in health. I promise to love you under every situation and under every condition, like good, bad, amen. This is, it's, it's, it's loyalty. It's faithfulness. It's a decision you make. That's love. That's the kind of love we're talking about. And that's the kind of love that Jesus said you ought to love your father with. You ought to love God with. Because, quite frankly, I love, I mean, everyone knows, I love my wife with all of my heart. But there are some days when, which is like never happens, when we see, when we don't see eye to eye on something, and I don't necessarily feel so passionate for her in the moment of that conversation, that doesn't mean I don't love her, you know? I'm still all in. I don't walk out the door, you know? I love my kids so much, right? I love my kids so much. When they don't listen to me, I don't just jump in my car and leave if they don't clean the room or something. You know, like, it doesn't work like that. I'm all in. I love them. Regardless, regardless of the situation or the circumstance, I'm all in with them. And you see, this is the type of love that God has for you. He's all in. He's all in. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. No matter what you did yesterday, no matter how far you stepped outside of his will, it's unconditional. He loves you so much. He's in. He's committed himself to you. He's committed himself to you. And so I think it's super important to kind of see how this covenant, this relationship works with him. And it's, it's, it's very much like the marriage relationship. Very much like the marriage relationship. We've got two parties that come together that are going to make this thing work. And you see, in the marriage relationship, if, if one person doesn't do their job, that doesn't give the other person the right to just go off and flee and, and, and not do their job. In a godly marriage, when it's done the way that God has desired and destined it to be, if one person is unfaithful, the other person still remains faithful. Think about your relationship with God. Think about how many times you have maybe stepped outside uh, of, of a heart's desire to please him and love him. What happens sometimes? He's still at home waiting for you. There's a lot of language regarding idolatry. 
God has made many covenants in the past with people. And if you haven't read this book, (laughs) spoiler, man always fails. They always step outside the covenant. But God is so faithful in what he does. He's so faithful and so loyal in his love for us. He uses uh, a metaphor, like in the Old Testament, as adultery. As if one is stepping outside of the marriage. One is stepping outside of his, the relationship that he has, the covenant that he has with his people. And the beautiful thing about God is he's still at home waiting for you. The moment you step out, the moment you desire and seek after something or you give something your heart and the attention of your heart, he's still at home waiting for you. He's still at home waiting for you to come back. That's how faithful he is. It doesn't change. His love doesn't change for you. It doesn't change at all. He is so loyal. And what he wants is he wants us to replicate that same love. See, the things that Jesus commanded us, the things that God commands us, uh, it requires choice. It requires choice. It's not going to be based on feeling. It's going to be based off of your free will declaration. I mean, Jesus, if, if what Jesus said here in, where was it, Matthew? If that was based on a feeling... That wouldn't happen. We couldn't do that. But he's saying make a choice. Make a choice to love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all your strength. That's a choice you can make. And so in, uh, in, in, in light of the covenant of marriage, um, there's, a, there's a book. It's called The Four Laws of Love. And the author is Jimmy Evans. He's a pastor out in Dallas. And what he does is he pinpoints these four laws of love that he believes that the marriage relationship is, should be founded on. And he gets this from Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's uh, 24. Um, these four laws of love that are the pillars of the marriage relationship are first the law of priority. For a, a marriage relationship to work, There's this law of priority. The second one is the law of pursuit. The third law of love, he says, is the law of partnership. And the fourth law of love, he says, is the law of purity. And I found these so interesting as I was, you know, getting into this, that how how well they correlate to what God's desire for us is in regards to our covenant, our relationship with him, what he desires for us in love. And so I want to look at the first one with you. This is the law of priority. What's got first place in your heart? What's the first thing you, what's the first thing you think about when you wake up? Keep in mind, we're talking about loving God more. So this is, this is where we're going. What's the first thing you think about when you wake up? What's got pole position in your heart? Is it emails? Is it the news? Is it, is it fitness? I mean, I'll tell you, for me, uh, about 12 years ago, priority for me was in the morning, I had to get two hours in the gym in. And so, although I had to be up for uh, work early, I would wake up in enough time to get my two hours in at the gym. That was priority for me. I had to make that happen. Once I started seeking God out 12 years ago, that shifted. I had to make a change in my priorities. That meant actually, I, I still, in that day, I, I, I still needed to get my two hours in the gym. 
But what I did was I woke up even an hour before that. So it wasn't five, it was, then it was four, and then it was 3.15 in the morning, I remember. That that's when I'm getting up because my priority is to get into the word of God and to sit with him and learn this thing and spend time with him. It was, it's, that was just my priority. And as the followers of Christ, we got to look at Jesus. What did he do? Where was his priority? It says, uh, can we pull that up? Jesus woke up early in the morning, verse 35, Mark 135, and rising early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Jesus had a lot on his plate. We know this. There's a lot of people fighting for his attention, but what he had to do is he woke up early in the morning. He prioritized, woke up early, went to a place where there was no one at, and there he prayed. If you don't, if you ask, ask yourself right now, what priority is for you? I think we'll come up with some pretty, maybe perhaps self-righteous answers. The, the kicker is, if you want to know the truth, ask someone close to you. What priority is for you? You'd be really surprised. And those of you who have kids, little kids, ask your kids what's, what's important to you. They study your life. They see everything you do. I remember we were in the car, and uh, we were on a road trip. Baby, I think you were sleeping in the car. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I remember asking Lily this. Uh, I was thinking about this, and I, Lily was the only one up in the car. And I said, baby, I said, what, what's important to daddy? And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> but bless her heart. She, she said, well, God, mommy, us, uh, the church, and then I think at some point she said work. And I was like, that's good. But that's what we want. That's what we want. We want, we want the people around us to see what truly matters most to us. Because sometimes you can say something matters a lot to you, but your life leads a different story. What's priority to you? So that's the first law of love, okay? What's priority to you? Make God priority. Because again, keep in mind, these are choices we are making. Making choices here. Second law of love is pursuit. What are you pursue? What are you getting after? Where are you putting your mental energy and attention to? Does it work? What are you seeking after? Are you seeking after more income, nicer car? Are you scrolling on, you know, your phone, looking at an upgrade of some materialistic thing. Where are you putting your energy? What are you seeking after? People seek after education. The things that matter most to people, you seek after. You want an education? You want a job? You're going to seek after higher learning. You're going to seek after uh, a way to provide for your family. Those things are all good, but what holds, what holds that priority in your heart that you're seeking after? Uh, Jesus, he says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We want our heart to be right with God. Amen? I mean, we all want that. Let him be the treasure of your heart. Seek him first. And that's what Jesus said. He said, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all those things are going to be added to you. 
Don't worry about those things. He's got you, but he wants you to seek him first. He wants you to seek him first. So what are we seeking? Are we pursuing him? Is he priority for us? David said in the Psalm, Psalm 27, 4, he says, You have said, God, seek my face. And he says, My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. That word face there is presence. Are you seeking the presence of God? Are you seeking the presence of God? We, uh, I, I won't go on the whole story right now, but when I first started, when, when I wanted to start dating Danny, when I wanted to meet her, I pursued her. She didn't just fall in my lap like, here she is. I, had to fly, I flew to Mexico to meet her. I'll tell you the story later. But the things that matter most to you, the things you really want, you put energy and attention to. You know God pursues you. He pursues you day and night. He knew you were far off, and what he did was, John 3.16, we've heard this verse before. God so loved the world, this unconditional, unconditional love, He sent his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but they would have eternal life. He pursued you. He went after and he got you. Next law of love is partnership. God wants to partner with you. God wants to partner with you. When we look at Jesus, Jesus heals this blind man in John 4. And he says, he tells the disciples this, he's like, we must work the works of him who sent me. We, he's talking to his disciples, he says, we must work the works of him who sent me. Jesus came, he he partnered with God. It was a free will choice to partner with his father. When we look at it, we don't have it here, but um, I'm going to read it, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 If you have Bibles, you can turn to this or you can just listen here. It says, uh, in verse 18, all this was from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. So through Christ, God reconciled us to himself. And he, God, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And that is that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we, all of us here in this room, are ambassadors for Christ, so we're representatives of Jesus Christ, and God now is making his appeal through us, so God's working to do the same thing through us now, if we choose to partner with him. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Chapter uh, 6, the very next verse, verse 1, it says, Working together with him. Then we appeal to you. Do not receive the grace of God in vain. Working together with who? God. Yeah. How sweet is that? We get to partner with the God of all creation. We get to partner with the God of all creation. Just like Jesus did on earth. He partnered with God. He had free will. And he chose to be obedient. He chose to be aboard what the Father was aboard. I remember... um, I remember the feeling that I had when, I, when Danny and I were first dating, when she wanted to come with me on an errand. 
I was going to buy you, Mom, uh, I think a CD from Best Buy. Uh, I had to run some errands, and I remember telling Danny that we were, uh, I was going to go do this, and she says, hey, I'll go with you. I'll help you get that done. That was like the coolest feeling for me. I, I mean, I remember that to this day. That was like the, the, the first time that this girl that I so desired for, she said, yeah, I'll, I'll come with you on that. I'll tag along. I'll partner with you on that. That was like the coolest thing to me. Does anyone, can anyone relate to, to those stories? Can you recall the first time that someone that you just adored said, hey, I'll join you in that. I'll team up with you on that. That's the law of partnership. That's a beautiful thing. The last, last law of love is purity. The word for purity, pure, no added mixture. There's nothing else in that thing. Pure. Pure. You have someone you love. You don't want them chasing after someone else. You don't want their eyes on someone else. Purity. I don't want my kids running to someone else saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> I'll be like, what? Boy, you're going to talk when we get home. <laughs> mm. Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Jesus says in Matthew 4, 9, when he was tempted by the devil, last time the devil came to tempt him, and he said to the devil, or the devil says to him in, in 9, he says, all these things I will give you if you fall down and you worship me. So the devil told him. And Jesus responds, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Him only shall you serve. What do you worship? Are you worshiping some other things? Because I'll tell you what, you know how we talked about the covenants uh, of old a little bit, where God has made covenants and different arrangements and agreements with people uh, in, in the past? Well, a lot of times, especially the Israelites, they'd go and they'd worship God in the temple, but then they'd leave and they'd go worship false gods outside, like everything was cool. You see, we got a jealous God. He's not okay with that. He's not okay with your heart and your attention being on something else other than him. Exodus, for you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. And this is a good jealousy because you're only jealous for things that you absolutely love. Like, I mean, Pooja, I wouldn't mind if, you know, you started talking to some other guy. I mean, I feel bad for my brother Josh, but like, I mean, I don't love you like that, you know. Now, if Danny started talking to him like that, now we got problems. Now we got problems. It, it, was, uh, it was about, it was, I think it was about a year ago. Uh, I had a dream, and it was like a really, like, you wake up, and you're like, man, that's just, like, not a good dream. And you're like, is that from you, God, or what? And this dream that I had, it was Danny and I are together. And God was teaching me something here, and he wasn't teaching me about my wife. Um, but uh, we, 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 were, we, we were together, and she's with me, 
But we were talking to this other individual and her eyes, like I saw it in her eyes that she was like super interested in him. Although she's holding my hand, she's like, you know when you can tell that someone's like really interested in something? I looked at her eyes and I, looked, I saw that with what this dude was saying. And although we're holding hands and she's confessing, you know, we're together and she loves me, I was just not okay with that. And I woke up so, I was like, mm. And I was like, God, is that just a bad dream? I got to discard because let's be clear, not every dream is from God. But I asked God, I said, God, talk to me. I said, do we, is there something that you need me to interpret or do I just spit that thing out? And he said, no, what I want you to glean from that is this. Although you say you're with me, if your attention is fixed on something else, that's the kind of feeling I get. That's the kind of feeling I get. That, that sick, that ugh. That's the kind of feeling I get when you're looking at something else, when you're spending time with something else. When something else triggers your interest more than me. Ugh. And then I, further, I, I asked them, I said, well, well, who is, what do I look at? What do I look at? like that. Even though I'm holding your hand, what do I look at? He's like, sometimes you look at you. Sometimes you care too much about you. And that's how I feel. Ugh. He wants purity. He wants our whole heart. He wants no admixture, no nothing except the fullness of you and your heart. So we got the law of priority. In your loving him, we're talking about loving God. In your law, in your loving God, are you willing to make him priority? Will you make him priority? In your loving God, will you pursue him? When you say you love God, are you willing to partner with him? When you say you love God, does he have the purity of your heart? And are, and are you willing to keep that thing pure? Because it's a conscious decision. So the covenant, right? There's, there's benefits, there's responsibilities, and there can be penalties. One of my favorite verses is 1 Corinthians 2.9. What no eye has seen nor ears heard, and not even the heart of man has even imagined what God has in store for those that love him. This is what God's got in store for you, beyond what you can even understand is possible. This is what he has in store for you. But here's the clause. Those that love him. Not those that have a good feeling towards him or feel a certain energy from him. That's possible, and that's good. But don't let that be the foundation of your love for him. Let it be your declaration to say, I'm committed to you. No matter what, I'm in. Thick or thin, sickness and health, I'm in. I'm in. I will make you priority. I will pursue you, God. I will partner with you, and I will keep my heart pure for you. That's the clause, those that love him. If you love him, the benefit of this covenant, he'll do anything beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. And in my wife's words, it's amazing what God will do when you show up. 
It's amazing what God will do when we show up. He's already there. He's already at home. He's just ready for you to come on in and partner with him. And so don't get condemned, okay, if you don't feel like you have made him priority, if you don't feel like you've been pursuing him, if you don't feel like you've had the heart or the faith to say, yeah, I'll partner with you, God. Don't get condemned. Don't get condemned if you feel that your heart's not been so pure. Because check this out. He says that I will heal your unfaithfulness. Isn't that something? That's what he said to the children of Israel. The Israelites. He said, return, O faithless sons, and I will heal your faithlessness. Behold, we come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Like he don't change. He's still waiting for you. He's not mad at you. He's like, let's just go. Let me show you what we can do. Let me show you what I can do through you, for you, and in you. When you choose me, when you love me. So I want you, we're going to play a song. Why don't you guys come on up? If you want that, don't be afraid to say, let's do it now. Don't be afraid to say, let's do it now. If you feel like, You've been doing those things. If we went through that checklist and you say, yeah, God, I'm, I'm there, man. I've already, uh, uh, you are priority. I do pursue you. I am all in. I will partner with you. And I will keep my heart pure for you. And I'll tell you, I'm there. I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. But I'm telling you, I've already made that choice. Gio, we, we talked earlier this week. You said, are you all in? I said, dude, I'm all in, man. I am all in for the kingdom of God. My whole life, I'm all in. There's a lot of room to grow, but I'm telling you, I'm all in. My heart's going to be bigger next year for him than it is today. But if you want to make that choice, I want you to stand up and sing this song. Amen? I'm going to pray. Father, thank you so much for everything you do for us, Dad. Dad, you are just so good, and you love us so much. You are so faithful to us. You are so loyal. And we just thank you, Father, that you will never, ever command us to do something that you have not first done for us. And we know that we can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just thank you so much for hearts today, Father, that can be taught to make a choice to choose you in every season. Father, I thank you already for the things that you desire to do, the plans that are far beyond the plans of man, far beyond the imagination of man that you plan to do with us and for us. And I just praise you, Father, for the things you have done that we have gotten to see, touch, and feel, and the things that are in store, Father. Father, I pray just for your grace to abound right now. And I just speak grace right now, Father. I impart that grace, Father, upon everyone, everyone that's listening in, everyone that has their hearts. Yes. We just praise you, God, because you're so good. And it's through Christ we pray. Amen.
God bless you guys. We're sure thankful that you are here today. Um, if I'm going to speak what's true, God loves you, and so do we. So enjoy the rest of your afternoon, guys. We love you lots. God bless you.